Everything from overlanding in your stock rig to full-on LS powered to buggies on stickies. This is the Total Offer Podcast. I'm Steve. And I'm Joel. And it's six o'clock in the morning on Monday. Oh yeah. Not for you guys. It might be Tuesday, some variety or something. Uh we are recording episode 152. I hope you guys liked 151. That was a off the cuff, like gotta figure something out to record uh audio. We had a busy week last week in here. Yeah, we did. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, it was nice. I mean, it made was the days a, go by fast. Yeah. Made the money come in. Yeah. That was nice. Um I think we keep keep kind of hammering that, like hammering like that. Maybe schedule a couple more weeks where we're pretty busy like that. Um, I feel like that kind of got us into a flow state. Yeah. Where we're really so. kind of moving through stuff. Didn't leave a lot of time for Jeep and stuff, but I think as we as you and I like work together to like refine that flow state of, of doing stuff, it would have helped if Monday's truck would have got here like before 11. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would have helped. We didn't have like a lot of time in it <clears throat> time wise, like eight hours or something like that. But, um, but it didn't get here till 11. So that put us till, I didn't get out of here until like nine. Oh no, but I recorded Monday night. Yes. Yeah, so I didn't get out of here till like one in the morning. Yeah. I saw you posting when I got up early in the next day. I saw all your late posts. I was like, oh, you must have been up late. <laughs> oh, what was he doing? Yeah. Um, yeah, I was whooped after that day because I think I came in that morning at like five. Yeah, you're in here early every day too. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like when I get in here early. Yeah, I but, wish I could. Well, the plan was the goal for last week was to get the Jeep worked on during the week, not have to wait till Saturday to do it. But right, I didn't. Uh, I didn't work my hours out correctly well enough anyway to, to make that happen. Yeah. It's hard to balance family and Jeep stuff. And a Jeep, running a yeah. business. If the Jeep would have been at home instead of here, it might've been a different story. Right. I could have gone home, you know, when Owen went to bed, gone out and put like half hour in each night on it. Um, but being that it's here at the shop, like driving another 20 minutes back here and work on it and then go back home and then try to yeah. get it before it just doesn't work out real well for me right now. But I'll figure it out eventually. Maybe. Hopefully. I it's will. like one of those things. Once you leave work, you left. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's your yeah. done with it. So it's nice that the Jeep's here, but at the same time, like I wish I had a shop at home. Yeah. Even just a small little, you know, shed at home to work on it would be, would be fine. Um, and I think over, over time I'll get there but right now, just kind of poured into the business. But, uh, so we went through the week and the week didn't touch the Jeep at all. And then, uh, Saturday, Dave Hansen and Seth Thacker and uh, those two showed up. And then while Bill showed up over here all about like 11 to noon and then around a little after one, Trevor got here. So Trevor Torrens drove all the way here from uh, Columbia, Missouri. Yeah, I saw you loading your. Yeah, yeah. He got here. <laughs> so, up on the trailer. So we got so Dave and Seth. Uh, and Bill helped me wire up all the lights on the Jeep because we hadn't, I hadn't done anything before Saturday morning. Ooh. And so we punched a few holes in the bumper and threw all those lights on there, got them all wired with the weather pack connectors. And then Dave ran all the wiring to the, um, to the engine compartment and got all that done. And then Seth helped me wire the rear lights, run all the wiring for that. We wired that into the reverse lights. And uh, then we threw a relay on the, in the engine compartment with a fuse link and then ran a um, trigger wire to the high beam wire on the headlight and wired all that stuff in. 
um, using those those heat shrink, those uh, solder seals. Yeah. Yeah, I like them. Yeah, I've never used them. I always wanted to try them out. You got a whole pack in here you can play with. Yeah, I want to. <laughs> Dave was uh, unsure of them because he'd ordered some and, and uh, was running them. He was like, yeah, I tried to heat it up to, to make it work. And by the time I got the solder to melt, the actual rubber, like plastic on the seal on had fire. burned through. Yeah, <laughs> like it was like bubbling up. Yeah. Um, the ones that I got are the are Q-Jets, are K-U-J-E-T, K-U-G-E-T, uh, or J-E-T. And um, I ordered a small package off of Amazon a couple of years ago, and I had great luck with them. Yeah. I think I may have, I don't remember if I melted one or not. But it wasn't, it did pretty well. Um, and so I ordered a bigger pack, ordered like a 420 piece or something like that. Right. And uh, yeah, I got them. We used those and they were great. I love them. The The glue that they put in there, the colored rings on the outside that indicate what size they are is actually a glue. Mm. And so when you heat that up, it shrinks down and sticks to the, it actually like almost vulcanizes to the uh, insulation jacket yeah. on the wire. That's crazy. And uh, it works really well. So it shrinks, glues, and solders. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It seals completely. And I could see like there's a learning curve to using them. Like if you yeah. heat them up too Pretty fast, yeah. they burn the shielding before it melted the yeah. solder and stuff. Yeah. That's what I had. The I burned a shielding on one wire, I think, when I first started using them. I was like, okay, I just got to stay, oh, you know, away from the wire. Right. So just, you know, sort of. And then um, I... One of the things about those is like they recommend not twisting. You know, like normally you do a butt connector, you like twist the wire. Yeah. And then put them together. On those, they say don't do that. Just leave them straight. And so that way they can kind of interlock within themselves. Mm. Yeah. And that's how I do it. Yeah. That's how you do like a, that's how you want to do a solder joint yeah. is basically like, you know, have the strands open. Inner. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you like fluff them and then you push them, you know, end to end and then mm-hmm. kind of push them together. Yeah, I don't fluff them any going in there. The only thing I will say like about that is like when you try to do that, if they interlock, if one of them like gets, uh, if one of the strands of wire kind of pokes up, it will go through the solder seal. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like, yeah, so you got to kind of kind of wiggle them a little bit as you're putting them together. Yeah. Not have that happen. But uh, yeah, we did that and got everything wired up. And then Dave was like, go get cleaned up and we'll get your Jeep, you know, get everything ready. So they went and got my trailer hooked up and then they got the um, Jeep pulled out of the shop. And about that time, Trevor showed up and he parked his trailer next to my Jeep or next to my truck. And I was like, what? Are you I, his plan was to stay at the Badlands. And then when he got here, he's like, hey, I'm going to stay at my dad's in Decatur. And so he was going to be coming right back through here. And I was like, can I just hit your ride on, on the back of you? He's like, yeah. So perfect. he gave me a lift over there. Yeah, it was perfect. That was, that was ideal, really. Um, minus the fact that it was chilly. Yeah. It was like a little, it was breezy and it was cold. Yeah, it did get cold that day. It was in the thirties. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, loaded up, took it out to the Badlands, uh, met up with everybody out there. So Josh was there. Uh, Josh Anderson was there. Um, Kyle Carpenter, Todd Hempel. Uh, they all had riders. Um, who else is out there? Bill came along. Seth rode with Dave. Um, trying to think if there was anybody else. I think that's everybody. I think, um, yeah, Trevor was there. It was, it was good. It was a good time. Went out, kind of just wheeled. Dave left 
moderately early. So we got there about, I think Dave and them got there maybe like four, four thirty. We got there at five and, uh, and Dave ended up leaving about seven or so seven, seven thirty, I think. And we're like, hell no, we're shutting this bitch down. Yeah. yeah. All the way to 11. Wasn't we got, it? we got lost as fuck. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got so lost in that park. I'm like, it's I terrible. have no idea where we're at. Uh, that bark's terrible at night. Yeah. You they know, don't have any markers really for anything. I mean, there's some markers, but we went, so we were out playing around. We didn't, we didn't do terrible, um, at first, but we landed in like some areas. Like I was like, I have not the slightest clue where we're at. Yeah. Um, we just dip down in the woods and go just kind of cruising around or whatever. And like, <laughs> oh, you for find an arrow, <laughs> you find an arrow and you just start falling yeah. that arrow for a little bit. And then the arrow disappears. Like, Oh, just keep on driving. Like whatever you're inside of a park. Like you'll eventually find a fence line. Right. Well, we found a fence line and then we found, uh, and then we're just driving along. Well, you know, like <clears throat> some of the fence lines, the, uh, that are on the edge of like a bowl into the dunes, mm-hmm. like the dunes come up and then they go to like, in like just the fence line. Like it just kept getting narrower and narrower. So like you're against the fence, but your tires are dipping down into like the, the trails that lead down into the bowl. It's like, uh, and I kept driving and all of a sudden we got to like some concrete. Like, um, there's a handful of places there that they just pour concrete. Oh yeah. I know where you're at. Yeah. Remnant car. You don't think, I don't uh, think you know all the, trees at on the yes, back side you do I know, know where exactly i was at yeah at. i almost dumped over on the top of that <laughs> i was like man this is getting narrow that's during the day too yeah we ended like, right there it just abruptly drops off and there's like huge trees cut up down yeah, in there's that like, hole there's like, probably like the 80 or 90 trees or something like that there's yeah. a bunch of trees like huge bases probably 30 inches in diameter i think orange and blue Trunk? trail both dump off oh really and they like crisscross right there uh i think we were following blue before we got lost yeah there. so anyway <laughs> Uh, we ended up finding one of those, one of those, um, trails that runs down into that bowl, into that, uh, into the dunes right there and just had everybody go down that. And then we backed up and went down there as well. And that's when Dave and them decided to leave. And then we went cruising around and ran a little bit of blue trail and the concrete wall. So old orange, uh, that is now blue where that concrete wall is that you drive up and then you interrupt by yeah. the campgrounds. Um, that thing was slicker than snot. <laughs> like so slick. I knew it was eventually going to happen. It was yeah. going to get it's smoothed just got, down. Well, it's not that it was just wet and muddy. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. so like we were trying to get up it and, uh, it wasn't too much. Like, Trevor made up it just fine. But, uh, so prior to this, first thing we did when we got there was we went to the quarry and we were kind of playing around in the quarry. Um, she just kind of goofed around, take a little bit of pictures as, as the sun was going down. And then Josh or Dave, let's see, Dave wanted to play on the obstacle, which I don't have a name for, but it is down towards the pond. Um, it's off to the east of the pond there. And it's like a, it's like a big rock wall that everybody tries to get up, but you have yeah. to be a certain wheelbase to get up that. Yep. And everybody tries to get on that. Most people can't get up it. You either need to bump it hard or you need to have a good wheelbase and 43s. I mean, I've seen people do it off of 43s. I'm not saying you need 43s, but like if you have a certain wheelbase, you can get up it. Yeah. Or if you have a certain like walk up it, lack of fucks to give. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can get up it. Uh, but anyway, Dave tried it, wasn't able. Then Josh got on it. So Josh is 116 on 40s. He tried to get up it. He was really close. I think if he'd, uh, I think if he'd have really given it a good like bump and drive through, mm-hmm. he'd have went up it. But it was tough because as he would bump, uh, it would 
as he would bump, it would, uh, the back tire and the front tire were both trying to climb a little bit at the same time. And so like it would, it would have taken a considerable like commitment. Yeah. The amount of commitment you would have had to hit it and drive through it and just be like, yep, I'm, I know that I'm going straight up this and that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and, uh, he kept kind of playing with it a little bit, but he decided he didn't want to mess with it. So he backed off it. I was like, well, I'm gonna put my wheels on it. So I went over and grabbed my Jeep, went over there, put wheels on it. And at this point I'm just like goofing around and I got up on it and it actually felt really comfortable. And Dave kept telling me it looks sketchy. He's like, ah, it looks real sketchy. I'm like, it looks sketchy. It doesn't feel sketchy at all. Yeah. And, uh, cause normally if I get into a sketchy situation, like my nerves get real, you'll feel it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I get, I get nervous to the point where like my whole body is just kind of like shaking sort of. Yeah. And, uh, and like my chest will get tight and stuff like that. And I know that I'm like, Oh, I'm on the edge. And I probably shouldn't like do like stupid shit. Um, <laughs> I didn't have any of that. Like it was, I was just cool as a cucumber. And, um, like I said, it felt really stable. I'm like, it, am I going to lose a tire over the edge anywhere? No, you seem all right. I'm like, I don't fuck it. Yeah. If you're not going to dump over, just keep going. I mean, it felt like it wasn't going to dump over. And so I kept playing with it and kept finessing it. And then everybody kind of got off the rock. Uh, Kyle Carpenter stayed up there and was like taking video of it and kind of give me a little bit of spot here and there. And I couldn't really, <clears throat> when I was watching Josh do it, I could kind of I see what he was doing, like see where his tires needed to be. But when I got in the Jeep, and I got up on it. I'm like, I don't understand where I was at. Like, yeah, you can't see I'm like, it. I can't see where that tire placement is over here. Like, just put me to where two or three of the tires are going to go straight up something. And then I'll push the other tires through it. Yeah. And uh, as I was getting ready to like wrap it up, I'm like, I'm going to give her a good, like a what for, like, <laughs> I'm going to really bump it hard and just try to drive through. Like I was saying, Josh, you know, I was going to have Josh do it. Um, looking at the video now, I'm like, Oh, I was way the fuck. You should have told me to turn passenger, like fucking 30 degrees or, you know, like not 30 degrees, but like if I had turned passenger, like a half a crank or something like that, yeah, it would have pushed that front end over. And as it drove up, it would have fallen over to the other side and wedged the front end. And then it may have pulled itself through. Um, but, uh, <laughs> back that thing up, like foot, 18 inches and then just what? <laughs> and just like, I just, my intent was to drive through it. Yeah. Well, it came up, it came up, it bumped up against that rock. Now the driver's side tire was trying to climb a ledge. That's probably 20 inches tall. And, uh, as it, as I hit that and come up, it picked the front end up and then it moved over to the driver's side. Cause I wasn't steering passenger. I was kind of either straight or just slightly driver. And it come over to the passenger side when it come drop back down the second time. I bumped it twice. <laughs> and the second time it come back down and all and you hear a little pop. And then you hear everybody yeah. down back behind me like, what she's done? <laughs> you broke my sauce barks. It's dead. <laughs> you blew it up, driver's front. And I was like, hmm. My season's fine. It's crazy when you spin <clears throat> a 40 in the air and then dead stop it on oh, no, the rock. No, it didn't come off the ground. Oh. No, it just like it just slid over on the rock. But when it came down, it wedged uh it wedged the driver's tire, the sidewall and the front of the tire at the oh. same time were making contact. Yeah. And the ground. So um, one couldn't spin and the other one could. Probably, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, the locker was engaged, but yeah. Every, so, everybody else was spinning at that point. But uh, somewhere I got a good burnout in there, but I, Kyle didn't send me that video. He just sent me the video of me breaking. I'm like, can you send me the other part where I'm like, yeah, what the hell? Giving her some good, like, good throttle and making some smoke happen. But uh, yeah, so we did that, and then everybody came up to assess the situation. I was like, "Well, what I break?" And I go, oh, "I think it's a front U joint or something." They look and they're like, "Oh no, everybody's intact." And uh, I was like, "Well, I'll just drive forward, and you tell me what doesn't spin." <laughs> and so we did that, and they're like, "Yeah, front stub looks like front uh, outer stub driver's front stub there." Did it break in the hub or something? I I haven't pulled it apart yet. 
I have no oh. idea. It could be a locker. I'll be excited if I pull the locker off and the and the axle is still good. That I'm going to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> like broke a Yukon lockout, but the superior shafts are still solid. Hey. Um, I don't think that's the case, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Those aren't, yeah. what is this? What spine <sighs> the, is those? Hubs? The, they're the weird ones, aren't they? They're, they're like, 19, but they're like a big 19. Isn't they're they? a big 19. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, I, I can't see it breaking the lockout. No. And the reason for that is because those are the chrome, the Yukon hardcores. So right. they're 4340 material and they're like spline together like a locker. Mm-hmm. Um, they do break open though, right? I think some of them they break, do break open. Closed if, if, if something, it's like a if a spring, one, so. if the spring broke, if somehow the spring broke, which would be really impressive, um, it could, I think, break open. Yeah. But the comp ones break fail or, or they fail closed. They fail locked. <clears throat> yeah. These ones yeah. do not. Um, I'll be interested. I just got to pull the six Allen heads out and then uh, pull the internals real quick. And I'll know really fast. Yeah. As to what broke. If the, if the stub shaft comes with it, then we broke a stub shaft, but I drove around <laughs> the rest of the night on it. So hopefully it's not entirely fucked. Yeah. We're I don't find think out. so. <sighs> we'll see. If it wasn't bang, <laughs> if it didn't, if it wasn't banging and popping while you're driving. It wasn't banging and cracking. I unlocked that front hub, but left the locker engaged. So that everything, Oh, yeah, so it wouldn't fine. put power to that side. Um, but uh, we were, I, I mean, I drove it the rest of the night. Like we wheeled the rest of the night on it. I was like, oh, it's already broken. So yeah. And I never heard, I heard maybe a crack or a, a noise every so often. And then towards the end of the night, I started hearing some like growling from the front, like that front corner. I'm like, well, I wonder if we put some old metal in the bearings. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll find yeah. out if we, if we open it up and there's a glitter bomb inside, we'll know. Yeah. Just drop the fluid and. Well, no, I won't go in there, but it's just the front, uh, the front hub, uh, both the, yeah. Front well, I mean, if you broke it off inside the locker or something. No, no, it's, it was, uh, it's hub side. It was oh, still, okay. the shaft was still turning. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So it's definitely outer. Um, but so broke that. And then, so getting up that concrete wall with only three wheels was next to impossible. I, we ended up winching no. up it. And, uh. And so we cruised around, went and goofed off here, there, and everywhere. Uh, ended up getting Todd dropped us down into the into the bottoms to go see how muddy the bottoms were. Oh Lord! He's like, "Hey, how bad? How bad do you think the bottoms are?" I'm like, Real bad. it was really dry last time I was here, but <laughs> it definitely we definitely gotten some more moisture, some more rain uh, since the la- since that last night ride I was on. And there was it wasn't bad, but there was definitely some sloppy spots. And they like him and Kyle. Uh, Carpenter definitely were out to find some of the sloppy spots. <laughs> His Jeep, Kyle's Jeep was covered. It had like, had like baseball sized chunks of mud on the roof. Oh my like, God. Lots of them, 50 or 60 of them on the roof. By the time he got done goofing around at the end of the day, Todd loves getting in mud. And Todd wasn't terrible, but it was pretty muddy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I kind of, I, I drove around a little bit. There was one video of me that I dropped in that real super deep one. I was like, uh, should I go through that? Oh, I left out a, a another failure uh, within the, the group. Bill went to go up just some uh, super easy obstacle that he normally just drives right up. And he drove up it. And when he got to the top, he's like, oh, I must hit that rock. And went to drive forward. He's like, man, what? Is, like, I must still be on that rock. And so he like drove through the rock. But it wasn't the rock that you stuck on. He broke something in the front end, like oh. pinion 
carrier. It wasn't pulling something. <laughs> it was binding. Oh, no. and so he was hitting against the bind of the, of the mesh. Oh God. <clears throat> and so he got up that and went drive around. And then we, we were on that. This one, Josh was up on that rock, on that rock face, trying to get up it. And, uh, on that wall. And we see Bill and somebody's like, oh man, what's Bill's Jeep doing? And like, he'd, he'd like drive like five feet and also be like, boom. And just like, it's like somebody locked the front brakes. You never know with him. Oh yeah. <laughs> it destroyed that front end. You can hear it. Boom. Like cracking and popping and everything else. Like, what oh, locker does he have in that? Uh, I think he's got a lunchbox. Like, I don't is know. He's got, a, he's got a Spartan up front. Yeah. Cause I, I noticed like it, it'll lock up at, it like locks up, but it's a weird lock up. And I was like, I wonder if that's a lunch, lunchbox. Mm-hmm. It's a Spartan. That's what and I thought. He, uh, he was describing it to me and he said in four wheel drive, it would bind and crack and all that stuff. And like, it would literally stop the Jeep. It did stop the Jeep. Oh boy. But he put it in two wheel drive and That's it like just a broken ring and pinion. <laughs> yeah. When he put it in two wheel drive, he said he was able just to drive it out of the park, which is clicking. I'm like, Oh, that sounds like mesh. Yeah. Yeah, so good. I'm guessing I, I haven't heard from him to see if he pulled it apart yet, but I am guessing it broke something internal like that. Yeah, ring opinion. I'm I guessing. think so. Or my other thought was like, well, that'd be interesting if it broke the cap off the carrier. And so now the mesh is all if it's trying to push the carrier out of the out of the housing, mm-hmm. then the mesh will be all off. They can break the cross pin too and wedge your he was stuff saying that. in there, too. He was saying the cross pin, but I'm like, if it was a cross pin that fell like that was coming out. Cause that's what he said. He was like, oh, I wonder if that cross pin came loose and, and fell out. And I was like, if it doesn't do it in two wheel drive, but it doesn't four wheel drive, that seems like a bind under load. Yeah. Which would be, be, would make me think that it was pinion ring and pinion related, but uh, we'll see. We'll find out. Hmm. Cause if it's cross pin, you would think it would just do it no matter load or not. Well, it just depends. Like if it, broke the cross pin and it's if it's a lunchbox locker it's it's looking at the wheels mm-hmm. the difference in in torque yeah to lock and unlock them and it could be doing something weird like it it's like locking those that'd be awesome it was together. just a pin i know it's a I common thing that's like pretty much you can't break those lunchbox lunch blocks lockers i don't think they have very many breakages mm-hmm. but the cross pin and the carrier don't like them. Yeah. That, like they say on there, like unlimited tire size. I'm like, oh, I don't get it. And they're like, oh yeah, no, that carrier or the cross pin is going to break way before that lunchbox. Does. Really? Yeah. Cause I think they're probably just all chromoly internals. Yeah. I think there is some type of hardened. Um, yeah. Bill broke that. So Bill was riding with me the rest of the night and, uh, we were out there in the bottoms and I looked at that big ass hole that Kyle just got basically stuck in oh boy and uh i was like uh he made it out though on 35s oh and i was like i don't know should i try it like i do it for just for the picture of hanging the front tire <laughs> and because kyle's front tire was like three four feet off the ground it's like way up there because it was the the one the driver's side of this rut was like five feet deep and then the other side was three feet deep and so you're like off at a kilt you know at an angle whatever is that the one we dropped in that uh last night we went uh, I don't think so. One of those about dumped me over, but my top stopped me. Oh, geez. Yeah, it could have been. Um, <laughs> like, this one, when I, when I went to back out of it, the only thing keeping us from rolling over was my mirror was sitting against the dirt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, if that mirror wasn't there, the whole body would just be laying against the dirt right now. It's the only thing stopping <laughs> us from rolling. I think it's and the one we did go through. That it's last possible, time. yeah. I was like, man, if this thing wasn't short, I would have flipped over. <laughs> <laughs> it fell off of it before it flipped all the way over. Oh, wow. <laughs> the... Uh, 
I, I looked at Bill and was like, I don't know, should I go through it? And he's like, well, yeah, hit, hit, hit it with your purse. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. I probably could have gotten through it if I'd have hit it with my purse. But I really didn't. I only gave it like maybe a half or three-quarter attempt because I kind of wanted the shot of the front tire hanging up. Yeah. But I couldn't really, get, <clears throat> couldn't really get the front tire to hang up a lot because the driver's side tire, which was your traction tire, uh, had no traction. Had yeah. no Had no drive. Some anti-driving. did it. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I call so I thought uh so superior gear and axle um is who makes those and they're the discovery shafts. Hmm. And um Matt bought them in like 2011. Is that like their economy. That their would be their yeah, that would be their normal. And then the evolution they had they had evolution stubs back then. Yeah. And they were the the 40 inch which is like now, rated what nitro gear and no, no now they're revolution a revolution yeah. that's right yeah and so i was thinking about that and I, so i looked online to see and it turns out the revolution does make chromo shafts mm. still yeah and i was like oh i wonder if i can call them and get those warrantied that would be fun maybe don't tell them i'm on 40s yeah i mean <laughs> well you have what 37s 38s yeah, in there i, I mean, have all of those know. all the things you need which, i mean we which, can take what my, are these rated for they're rated for 37s yeah i got those mm-hmm. yeah i mean yeah. we could take a they picture of you on my wheels and tires and it's just on 33 <laughs> it's on BFGs. they're not even mud trains they're just all yeah trains. i don't know why it it's broke <laughs> um these things are a, garbage we got 11 years out of those shafts yeah i wouldn't be so, mad about I it i just can't do dumb stuff dumber stuff mm. And then I, I texted uh, Derek and Mike and told them, I was like, well, 44 didn't like that. And Mike's like, what'd you do? I was told, told him what I did. And he's like, oh yeah. Well, how many shafts are you going to break before you go to a 60? I was like, 50? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a common breakage there because oh, yeah. if you, if people aren't like, if you aren't aware of how that works, like spline count dictates shaft size mostly but not in a Dana 44 Ford. Oh, really? it's 19 spline, but that it's big. like yeah. two inch yeah. or whatever. Well, they're not that big. Or inch and inch it's and inches some change, but uh, they do make a 30 spline outer. <clears throat> yeah. There's an upgraded outer. Change on that stuff. But yeah, so it's a big shaft, but low spline. So you have like a, a low engagement. I don't know what the diameter is. It's not that big. Yeah. It, but it, it would be, might be inch. But if it was a 19 spline shaft, like, a nor like a, a, what it normally would be, it would be a tiny, tiny shaft. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's like a giant 19 spline. Cause if you look at the difference between 30 and 35 spline, it's, it's a bigger shaft because the spline separation is the same to get more splines on the shaft. They have to make it a bigger diameter. Right. That's why more splines means a stronger shaft because it's usually right. bigger. When they're all 30 degree cut. Yeah, but yeah. on those, the they're, 19s not, are not. they're not like that. <laughs> like straight yeah. cut. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think that's a pretty common place for them to break just because it's like a mm-hmm. it's like a bigger separation. It's a good fail. It's a good fail point. Yeah, that's fine. You're limited in that Easy shaft. Fix. You're limited, limited in that shaft by the 19 spline uh outer for the lockout yeah and then you're limited by the um you're limited by the uh that bearing that's in the actual spindle Mm -hmm. would be your limiting sizes and then if i remember correctly if i'm thinking about the axle shafts it's been a little bit since i've looked at them but if i remember correctly it comes through that spindle bearing and then it necks down so you're so the spline count has to go through that spindle uh that bushing there right in my case, it's a bushing. It also is a, it's a needle bearing 
set up from the factory. And so you have to be, that'd be your max diameter. So if you had a 30 spline that was the same diameter all the way through and through, you'd pick up quite a bit. I don't know how many percent it'd be, but you'd pick up quite a bit of strength. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Daryl, I messaged Daryl because Daryl broke the RCVs a couple times, um, that he had with his 44 on 37s. And so I'm like, okay, is RCV is a good option? I don't know. So I messaged Daryl cause he seems to be hard on shit <clears throat> and was like, what is your go-to axle for your 44 since you've been breaking shit? He said that he ordered 300 M RCVs and hasn't had an issue. In fact, he said that it, bre- it will break the carrier. what do he say? He bound. He bound it up and broke the either the ring and pinion or the carrier and the shafts didn't break. Yeah. Um, but he's got a set of nitro shafts that he bought that are the upgraded version with the the big nitro, I don't remember what they're called, a nitro evolution joints or something like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, the <clears throat> they're not evolution, I don't know what they're called. Hybrid steer radius, weird. I don't know if they're that. They're just like really nice, um, uh, U joints. Plus, you know, if you break the ring and pinion or something in the locker, it's X. way harder to uh-huh. fix if you're on the, you know, they're back X at the caliber. Camp. Yeah. So that's kind of the axle is a decent sacrificial part to break. The X caliber U joints, what they're called. I wonder if these are like the solid Yukons or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but the, they are. Yeah, the CTMs. Yeah, is what I'm wondering. I think they they look like they are. They look look like they have a billet center. Um, that I don't know the name of that thing, the cross itself. Anyway, he bought a whole set of those and said he would sell me that set. They're brand new, never been installed. There you go. I was like, okay, it's a little more than buying like a Yukon set, right? But uh, about not quite double the price. Hmm. But uh, I don't know if the nitro axles are any better in terms of metal, like metallurgy or build. I bet you <clears throat> most of those come out of the same forging plant. Could be. I bet you. Mm-hmm. I really don't know. But their prices for their shafts are uh, quite a bit higher. Just for their, even their 19 spline outers yeah. and all that stuff is quite a bit higher than like Yukon's or, um, or whatever. But uh, the... Outers on his setup are 30s line. Hmm. So then I would have to call up. I think Chris and I talked about this before, and he said that he could get with the rep and get the 30 spline internal piece. So I don't have to change my entire uh, lockout. Yeah. But just, he would just get me the internal, the 30 spline internal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that would be kind of cool. Go to a 30 spline outer. Find the next weak link. Yeah. But it's not the lug nuts, bitches. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to five, eight studs if I have to. Yeah. <laughs> You've wallowed them out enough. It's just it's the fine. next step. They all just the wheels right are, there. all the wheels are made for five, eight studs. Yeah. There yeah. you go. It's fine. Um, yeah. I don't know. Makes me like, man, when we got, I got to work harder. Just work seven days a week for the next two years and then sell something of high dollar and then buy a 609. Exactly. Yes. Oh, Just God. start piecing it together at least. Yeah. Yeah. I keep buying piece by piece. By piece. Yeah. Yeah. If you get one built by, before me, I'm going to be real sad. Can you build it for me? I can. And then, and then that <laughs> yeah. kind of counts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I'll, I'll build it for you. Just sell a couple things. 
That way, when I mess yours all up, we'd be like, oh, when I build mine, I'm definitely not doing that. <laughs> we ain't doing it that way again. Uh, yeah, ways. guinea pig axle. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's an expensive guinea pig. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to start somewhere. I mean, really, the only thing you could mess up would be like if you did something weird with the housing, but then you yeah. ordered axle shafts for that width of, of housing. You're like, oh. <laughs> I was thinking about this. Who was I talking to? I was talking to somebody about this whole like debacle of like, oh man, I don't want to go to that. But honestly, I have the, that super duty 60 sitting in the side yard. Mm-hmm. I could just take that super 60, cut down the passenger side tube, shorten it, sleeve it. And then, and then put it back together with, uh, and then just order the unit bearings for the outside. Like, yeah. Or, yeah. Well, but the, my, my downfall to that was I still have to order ring and pinion and a locker. Right. So even after you shorten it and buy a new shaft for the passenger side, you have to uh, then buy a ring and pinion. Would and you have to shorten it I mean, you wouldn't have to narrow it, but it's way wider than my shit I got now. I think if you narrow the passenger it's, side, you ain't going to have nothing to attach to. That's a really narrow huh? piece on there. No, the passenger side's a long tube. Or no, the, yeah, the, the driver's side. The driver's side's a long yeah. tube. Yeah. You they do. said, uh, I don't remember. Derek and I were just having this conversation, but... Uh, um, hold on. Brendan is texting me. We're discussing our trip after Thanksgiving and he is on the fence because a couple other people I think bailed maybe on the yeah. trip. And so I'm like, I'd like to go because a few people I know are going to be down there. Like I think Brad Prater is going to be down there. The guys from trail trash are going to be down there. Um, oh, really? Yeah. And then uh, I th- it sounds like Jaden Ricky are trying to go. Be nice. At least, at least Jade's going. She was talking about it. I, I hopefully Ricky's going as well. I don't know. Um, yeah, she gets all the fun. He never gets to go. She it's better, bullshit, isn't she it? She better start taking. <laughs> she needs to train him how to sell insurance so that he doesn't have to be exactly. in a truck all the time. Um. But uh, yeah, he's. We're kind of trying to figure out if we want to try to pull that trigger or not. Um. But anyway. Derek and I were talking about narrowing a 60 and what you'd have to do to narrow it and like stuff like that on one of the episodes just a couple of weeks ago. But uh, I'm thinking, I don't know. I'd like to do a six or nine because it's lightweight, mm-hmm. but I'd have to do the, run the numbers and see. Cause all you'd have to order if you shortened, if you shortened a, took a super 60 and shortened one side of it, the only thing you'd have to order would be your ring and pin in your locker your outer unit bearings that are five on five and a half and your inside shaft. Right. Like that's it. Yeah. Other than that, everything else would be good. If you knew someone that could cut and respline stuff too, you could just cut the stock. <laughs> can you, can you get away with that? <laughs> I think you can, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if the, if the de- shaft diameter is I, not I the same I think it's the splines. same all the way. You think so? I think so. You don't yeah. think it necks down? I don't splines? think so. On no those. way. I, I can't remember exactly. That'd be so don't quote me on that, but yeah. For some reason, I thought it was a straight straight through axle. We've already looked this up a handful of times. Um, I just looked at Tim Cameron's buggy. He they, was a Mad Ram had uh, like a little special on him winning the Southern Rock Racing Series. And I was looking at that buggy. I have to go back and look at it again. But I th- I swear he's running nine inches under that that freaking nasty crazy buggy he's got. I- 
Showtime or say, I want to say, you know, I, and I haven't looked for a while. It looked like nine so inch housings under it, like spider tracks. Yeah, housings. But I think they're like, like oh something God. stupid, like a 10 and a half inch ring gear. It's a 10. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like, like four inch tubes and huge <laughs> yeah. stuff. Of course it has to be. I mean, you're talking about, uh, but still that's, is he a thousand horsepower? Oh, I Probably. think it's like north of that. I think it's like eighteen hundred. Oh my power. god, I'm retarded! Um, they put on a hub dyno. It made insane power. <laughs> oh my god, what the fuck? Uh, oh, that's four fifty five fifty. I want to know what the three fifty. Why can I never find this information? It's bullshit. I want a refund for for being such a prevalently used axle it's hard still hard to find information on i'm that. probably just not asking the right questions no yeah it you got to dig a little on some stuff yeah i just want to see how much we'd have to narrow that um would we say it was like 65 for the 44 that's under there yeah 63 and a half i think is what your oh really your 9 inch and your 44 are, 63 yeah. and a half no 65 i thought was it i, I thought i don't know how come we don't keep notes? This all needs to be on the wall. Just write all this shit on the wall. I think the three quarter ton 44 is 65. The three, you owe oh, this? Maybe. Uh, maybe. Because it is an inch and a half wider. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On the, I had one of those. I sold it to Dave. Could have used it. I'm about three seconds away from, from giving up on this search. I don't really care. Cause like, it's like 70 some inches. Right? It's like 72 inches or something like that for, yeah. a, for an 05 plus Super Duty. Mm-hmm. Either way. So be light, be, I don't want to be white as fuck. Even no. though Josh's ride on his 04 Super Duty looks fucking super sick with it all does. the tire hanging out. It does. Um, I like my current width. It also fits on my trailer. Does he have problems getting around on those trails? Yeah. Like, I never got on He's a tight trail fat. with him. To a point where it's like, I meant to watch how he did going around a lot of that stuff, uh-huh. but it looked like he was tooling right along, like not a yeah. terrible problem. It's not terrible. It'd be better if he had more steering angle. Yeah. And it would be better if he didn't stretch it to 116, but <laughs> at the same time, like it ain't bad. That thing it does shine fine. out West. Yeah. It do, well, yeah, it would do. Say, yeah, it'd do well. It. Does, I mean, it's purpose built for where we're at. Yeah. I mean, just in the woods, he found out this last trip, that uh, he's longer than he remembers remembers because he wasn't paying attention and crushed the rear passenger door. Oh, it's so pretty. <laughs> it was so yeah. pretty. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, I mean, you ruined my fender. I was like, what are you talking about? He's, and uh, he's on the radio telling me that, he, that I ruined his fender because I took him through something that was too narrow. Oh, no. And uh, he pulls up on me. And I'm like, yeah, the fender looks perfect. So that door is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, I can see my that's, mirror. That's Holds easier than a fender, at yeah. least. Uh, I don't know. Well, the, the door off. it's the rear uh, panel. He thought he crushed that rear panel that he made oh, on yeah. the tree. And no, he didn't. He got the door prior, like er, before yeah, the tire. I'd rather get the door than the I don't know. Panel. The door was perfect. <laughs> yeah, I ain't putting you on it. I told him, though. I was like, I was like, dude, as much as we'd like to keep these things nice, like, it's inevitable. They're going to end up being Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're going to the more trail time you put in, the more the harder trails you get on and stuff like that, the more you put yourself in that predicament predicament, you're going to just destroy it and it's going to turn into a raisin. And it's sad for me. I like it being kind of a nicer rig. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like I just understand like that's the nature. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's why I like the Wranglers because you can do a lot of body armor stuff on them. And Mm -hmm. like even if you crush the paint away in the body armor, you could just put it back over. Just put a new piece of paint, uh, piece of body armor. Disappeared. It. <laughs> it's a raisin underneath, but it's got a hard candy shell on the outside. 
That's cheating. I, you can do that with an XJ. Yeah, except you for, can. The thing is, like on a Wrangler, you can change the roof. The flat, the flat, the yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't have an, any roof that you have to worry about. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, and I if you mess anything up, it's a flat, all flat panels for the most part. So they cover up well. Mm-hmm. On the XJ, if you like mash a body line, you're going to know it's there. It's just like you can't cover it up. Right. Yeah. And that's a. Uh, I don't know. That's why I want to put the the XO on there and uh, oh, yeah. get that roof around there. So it protects the roof a little bit. Yeah. And then I'd like to do a little bit of side armor as well. Maybe some like some type of tube fender yeah. type deal. Drop that down and tie in the tube fender. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Kind of do like a limb riser type deal. Ish, but not. Like more like a limb guard. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the A-pillar will. The A-pillar, yeah. A-pillar will come down. The, uh, the, the tube will come down the A-pillar and go into the fender there. Um. But it would like in the rear, I wouldn't mind having something that tied in. I have a tube fender on the on the quarter panel that kind of tied into everything to keep it just from destroying everything. Yeah. Yeah. Something to bump up on first. Since the goal is to actually be able to drive it on the street someday. Yeah. And yours isn't raisined up too bad. Yeah. Other than the rockers not there. Yeah. It disappeared. It's fine. Now some of it's inside the door. Mm, yeah. Some of some rockers in the door, some <laughs> some doors in the rocker. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, that's another thing I'd like to get put on. I don't know. Hopefully, maybe after, I don't know. I don't Maybe. All of my wheeling trips were too close together. Yeah. Yeah. And we work too much. I don't get to work on it enough. Just enough to unbreak it. We to get, take it out. If I get my life figured out on how to make enough money in eight hours, I'll just come in here at like 4, 35 o'clock in the morning and work on the Jeep for three hours a day. And then work from eight to five and go home. Yeah. I get a lot done. If you were actually, if I actually worked on that Jeep for like two, three hours a day, every day. Yeah. I get a lot done. That's the thing. That's where I, that's where I go wrong. I put, I wait till (laughs) the last (laughs) day or two before we're going to leave. I'm like, all right, I got 12 hours with a shit to do. You get more done when you crunch. I know. You know, (laughs) this is true. (laughs) It's too easy to walk around for a couple hours fucking off in the shop. And you're like, oh, I didn't do anything then. Uh, well, you ready, ready to wrap this one up and move on to the Patreon? Yeah. Right on. Sure. Um, I broke my garbage, so I got to call Chris over at Complete Off-Road. I'm going to get my phone out of my pocket and dial up 563-583-5363, and Chris is going to answer it. I'm going to be like, Chris, I broke my junk. And he'll be like, let me get some parts ordered. Uh, so if you have that same problem, I recommend that you do the same and give Chris an opportunity to earn your business. Great. Over at completeoffroad.com. Great people. They are. Good yeah, business. Chris and Rich and Terry. All good people. Yep. Um, so go do that. And then um, if you need to get yourself off trail like I had to this week, uh, this two days ago, um, and you're stuck, you should probably invest in a soft shackle, a tree saver, and or a tree saver soft shackle, and some winch line from Crawler Off-Road. So check them out at crawleroffroad.com and see if Rick and Fred will hook you up with some recovery equipment. They'll also get you out of the trail when you throw your drive shaft out. They will, yeah. <laughs> get a kinetic rope for that. Yeah. We'll give you a nice soft ride back out of the park. It was nice. Yeah. And then um, check out Offroad Anonymous for that trust that you're going to need for that Super Duty you're going to narrow. Uh, Super Duty 60, and you're going to narrow that, you just call up. Uh, Jake over there or get get on the website and order your trust and be like, I need this. And he'll send that over and 
you get some grinder mounts because your shop is just a hot disaster and you don't have anything organized. So they're a game changer for our shop. Oh yeah. Everything hangs on the walls. It's nice. There's no cords on the floor. It's absolutely beautiful. Beautiful. Every time I hang them up, I'm like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Not have Uh, to sweep around all the cords laying on the floor. (laughs) Yeah. And all the can holders, you know, get some of them hung up and and put the, uh, all your, like I've got, we got all of our polish bottles. Each of us have a polish bottle and they all go in the, in the, uh, can, the holder, the aerosol can holder on the wall. It's perfect. Those are nice. They are. So if you're looking for something like that, check out Offroad Anonymous for that. And if you suffer from flat tires or not flat tires or overinflated tires, go check out Morflate. They have all the things you need. And Tyler's getting new stuff all the time. So if you haven't been over to the Morflate website lately, uh, go head over there and check out the, uh, see what they have to offer this week. It's like you got the new tire, uh, the new tire repair kit that we talked about a couple episodes ago. And, um, they're also working on some other stuff. So the nice thing about the cool thing about uh, over there at Morflay is they're buying stuff that you might be able to find somewhere else. Like, Oh, I saw something like that, but Tyler goes through and puts his little touch on it. And so he like changes some of the calls manufacturer, gets a few things tweaked and in tuned to try to make uh, the best product that they can out of it. Yeah. So I was really impressed with that kit that he sent. I talked to him about that and that I asked him, like I asked him, I was like, did you just, you know, find that online from a retailer? And he's like, I found the general kit, but he's like, it wasn't what I wanted. And so he tweaked and tuned it. So those solid, uh, T handles, the yeah. vinyl dipped. He's like, no, that's a, that's a custom option. I can tell like, that's yeah. custom. And then he had some other things to it that made it a custom option. I was like, that's sick. Like I've never picked up a tire plug kit like, oh that's nice like you have no reason you're like i picked that thing i was like, like holy shit that thing's a, nice you go into a tire shop and and find the ones that they got from um from like meyer tire yeah. or something like that you know you're like oh yeah there's a that's as nice as you can get in the industry that's the professional tool and it's a plastic handle yeah like piece of it's junk. not i mean it's not gonna break in your hand yeah but it's not what he yeah that thing is insane that thing weighed like yeah. a pound when i picked it i was like holy fat. crap there's i think they're solid steel it is like yeah. solid bar stock mm-hmm. handle yeah. yeah solid bar stock handle uh, t handle dipped in vinyl so yeah he puts his nice little tweaks on stuff and makes it nice so yeah, very nice i was impressed definitely worth the money yeah yeah i was shocked. actually yeah. He's, I don't know if he's making much money on that thing. I don't know what it costs. I if mean, he's ordering enough of them, maybe. Yeah. He's going to make a little something. Yeah. I'm sure he does, but, but margin's probably low. It's worth the money. Yeah. It is. It's a, I think it's a good value for what it is. Um, the, you anything uh, else, else to add to the yeah. episode? No, I don't think so. I didn't do nothing. It's all the things. I'm just starting to get stuff ready for the winter. Yeah. Fix up the XJ. I got cold. Put a heater core in it so the old lady can drive it to work. Nice. Because I don't think her Hyundai Genesis does very good in the snow. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who makes a rear-wheel drive car these days? I don't know. It's worthless. <laughs> it's not fast. Shouldn't have rear-wheel drive. <laughs> True story. <laughs> yeah. Right on. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this one up and move to the Patreon. If you want to check that out, just go to your show notes right there. Um, and the uh, link for Patreon will be right there. You just click on that. It'll take you to the Patreon website. You can sign up today and check out all of the like 70 some episodes we have uh, within Patreon. Those are the more exclusive content where um, I don't know. We get to be ourselves even a little bit more. Yeah. And we go kind of off the rails sometimes. Marty. Taking my shirt off. 
Yeah, Joel's prepping. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to check that out, uh, just head over to that link uh, at Patreon and um, and check it out. And we'd love to have you over there and we'll add you into the chat group and uh, and you can make some new friends that are also into off-roading. Um, so thanks for joining us for episode 152 and we'll catch you on the trail. I'm gonna build a 609. <laughs> Pretty sure. That's my plan. I'm I'm obsessed with it. I can't help it's it. It's your fault. I know. You put that, you planted that seed. Just, like I wasn't even like I wasn't even considering it. And then you came in here and started rambling about building a cheap one. I'm like, oh my God, it, I want one. It just makes sense. It, it does. It I just want, makes sense. I want one. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go rob a bank. Yeah, we should. <laughs> <laughs>